0: Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 27 year old from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Norway, Germany, Slovakia, France, and now to England in the chocolatey Manchester storm. His muck running started young with his hometown Saskatoon, Maniacs, Generals, Screaming Eagles, and Blazers. He then let the junior hockey world know what's up, with the Kindersley Clippers putting up ridiculous numbers. One season, he played 41 games played, a 2.06 goals against average, and a 9.42 save percentage, earning his way onto Team Canada West and to the University of Nebraska-Omaha and earned the starting job all four years. He then dipped his toes into pro hockey in the coast before spreading his hockey wings and headed for Manglerud, Norway. He then did decide to show the coast what's up with the Wichita Thunder, putting up a 9-2-3 save percentage and being named to the all-rookie team. He then headed back overseas and joined a few shed guys on the dumpster fire that was the Selb Wolves. He then showed Slovakia what's up, putting up a 9 save percentage in 25 games played with Baskak Bestricka, He then kept traveling the world, mucking it up in League Magnus with Nice, but he is now set to run amuck with a bunch of shed guys and start a storm of chocolate in Manchester, England. Welcome to the back deck, Evan Wenninger. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I uh, reached out to the goalie last season. Crickets. Can't win championships that way, you know? <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, you gotta, yeah, uh, you gotta be able to kind of show your colors to the fans and and right. get involved, right? There,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I get into how we know each other. Nice to meet you.
1: Yeah, you're. Yeah, you as well. Huh?
0: Yeah, welcome to the Manchester Storm. So I'm this weird guy that's over in Concord, in Canada. I don't know if you've heard about it. I just talk to you yeah. guys usually in my shed, and then um, the shed family throws chocolate if you guys earn it. So if you guys win at home, there'll be a storm of chocolate perfect right it's so ridiculous it makes sense <laughs> so Things what does the new starting goalie of the manchester storm like
1: um it's kind of a weird one but uh grew up real big fan of the mint chocolate ice cream and then stumbled upon those uh peppermint arrow bars and that's been uh mm-hmm. kind of the chalk of the choice when when i have the chance
0: peppermint arrow bars folks i think we know what to do um yeah jake will be all over it i know that but uh we need the whole arena to get involved right that's how you win championships you need everybody right absolutely absolutely yeah peppermint arrows folks and fun is fun that's actually not the first time i've heard that one uh director of hockey operations and cardiff neil francis asked for that on his trip to the shed uh, i guess the end of last season and that happened for the head of hockey you know, Unreal. yeah, he took a shed guy selfie on the ice with his arrows Cardiff. <laughs> and Cardiff. That's pretty cool. Right. From your shed. When you see that on your device, that's neat. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait. So what's going on now? Who we play this weekend. What's going on?
1: Yeah. We uh, just got through our week of practice. Um, that's a good feeling. Much, isn't it? <laughs> uh, enjoyed, uh, enjoyed ourselves a little bit. Went to the Manchester United game on Tuesday. Did a little, uh little fan bowling on Wednesday but we got uh we got a home and home with, with Dundee this weekend. So thankfully we're home first. So we get the get that night at home in bed on Saturday night and then
0: And then you bus up there, there the next Sunday.
1: Sunday in Dundee.
0: I guess that's not as far for you guys and then from Cardiff. Cardiff to Dundee was a trip, man. <laughs> oh uh
1: heard six-ish hours but i,
0: I have no yeah. idea i've i'm a i was a fantastic bus rider um i could sleep i could play cards i could drink beers i could do all sorts of stuff on those buses you know i hear you i hear you have a great bus the greggy bus i've had him in the shed the
1: Greg- <laughs> bus is a, is a good one we uh yeah we get treated pretty well the little double decker get uh get your own bed
0: yeah uh got a microwave to heat up your pregame and everything it's
1: Yep. A little bit of a step up from the from the ECHL buses.
0: Yeah, so you were in Wichita. Where is that like a sleeper bus? I remember when I played in Daytona Beach, Ohio, for the Bombers of Ohio, um, we had a sleeper bus, and there was literally nowhere to hang out. Once you got on the bus, you laid in your bed, and that was that. See you in the next town.
1: <laughs> we, uh, we had a few in Wichita. Um, the one that we had most of the time had uh, three levels of bunks, Right. So if you're a rookie, you're kind of you're kind of third level up there, and it gets a little nerve wracking when you're hitting those those corners on the way through the Wyoming mountains on the way home from from uh, Utah. But fortunately, those uh the bottom bunks, the one side would fold into a couch, and then the other one's got that uh, two bench rows with a table in the middle. So mm-hmm. we Not had talking. a fair share of cards and had a t- big TV I up sometime NHL and whatnot, but.
0: You guys were gaming big, on the I'm bus. I'm a big
1: sleeper on the bus.
0: I'm I'm a i i am ai was a fantastic sleeper earlier in my life. Um, not as good at it anymore. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't have time.
1: Yeah,
0: you don't need to sleep as much when you get older. Um, when you're a hockey player, you need a lot of sleep. You know, <laughs> oh, napping yeah. napping's crucial to a good hockey career. Oh, big nap guy. I. Uh, oh yeah. Sometimes even
1: on those practice days, you get home and it's like <sighs> that. That's enough, right? Meal,
0: like, yeah. Oh yeah crush a big lunch and then just get horizontal right
1: <laughs> yeah I throw something on netflix that there's no way you'll watch more than 20 minutes of because you're passing out
0: oh man yeah i i'd I shut the tv right off i get right in bed i'm not sleeping on the couch i'm getting into this i'm doing oh, it yeah.
1: need a bed nap i uh our couch outside it's not bad but it's uh it's a little too short for me i can't get my legs all the way stretched out so
0: I always thought that like real psychopaths in the world are those people that don't nap before a hockey game, right? Like they wake up in the morning and they stay yeah. awake the whole day. And it's like, how, how do you do that? I have to sleep. I had to wake up and like, it's a new day. We're starting fresh, you know, yeah. huge lunch, horizontal. And then you wake up, dump in a shower and then uh, coffee. And here we go. Right. That's
1: almost uh, step for step. What my, my pregame day looks like.
0: Right. I I knew how to hockey. Yeah. Miss oh, yeah. those days. I don't now I just do stuff all day long till I sleep. You know
1: <laughs> sucks when you wake up and the next time you get to get horizontals for actual bed when you gotta get up the next morning anyway.
0: Yeah, but you know what? This is what gets me going. This is what keeps me not needing to be horizontal. Is I was so excited to talk to a stranger today because I think this is fun. Love
1: that.
0: <laughs> right. Now we're it's like I'm back in the game. And you guys are going to run amok against those Dundee stars, and then it's going to be a chocolate storm, you know.
1: Hopefully, hopefully.
0: And then fun is fun, and uh, so I get it. Now we know each other. You guys won your first league game, but it wasn't at home, eh? So there's no chocolate.
1: No, yeah, we uh, we had the the Challenge Cup game on Saturday.
0: Tough, uh, tough start. Three
1: minutes in, down three nothing. A couple breakaways, but. We uh we went into Nottingham, played uh played in one of those bucking up road games, just simple hockey, getting pucks out, getting pucks in, and came out of there with a nice wind, kinda That's a big ice surface, season. eh? It's
0: huge. Huge. It's huge. Yeah, like when you're talking about just chipping it out and chipping it in, it's like at that arena. Man, <laughs> I don't need to be chipping anything. I don't want to chase anything there. It's too it's too far. Yeah, no, just pass it to me.
1: You know? Yeah, it's uh Thankfully, is the goalie. Not a lot of skating on that
0: one, right? Yeah, no, that's. I knew it was near the end of my career when they started making me play on rinks like that. You know. <laughs> so you did go to bowling night, eh? I saw Jake was running a mock with Moose, Critch, and Martin. And that oh, guy, yeah. that guy came in on the shed last week, and then scored both games last weekend. You know, shed boost. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got that sneaky little release. It's kind of hard to read. He doesn't doesn't always shoot it super hard, but all of a sudden the puck kind of gets to you. And you're like, damn, that was not what I expected at all. But what right. but works, works.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's neat now that, like, this gives me people to, like, follow and cheer for. And then when I see guys like that score in the next couple of games, it's like, that's neat, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, And then Harala. Um, I saw a picture of him with Jake, and I didn't know which one was like the kid because they look like the same age.
1: <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's uh, like we have uh, Connor Lee, a little 16 year old, and you put him <laughs> next to the centaurian, you're like, which one's 16? Which one's 20? Yeah. Can not
0: really tell? <laughs> he, yeah, he's he, young looking. You know, he's going to be one of those guys that when he gets to my age, he's still going to look like he's 20. You know, honestly, it's not fair.
1: Those Finnish guys though, you know, they uh with the saunas, the ice bass, all that stuff, they seem to just kind of have that take care of yourself gene and but they only, also
0: get after it. I saw oh, you yeah. played with some Finns. Finns can get after it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we uh I was there we well I had no only one other Canadian on my team last year. So I hung out with a lot of the Finns because most of those guys are my age and yeah, they uh they like to have some fun
0: um well i mean since it was just bowling night i would say it's appropriate to tell this story was the one finn i played with we went bowling um and we were getting after it there's no doubt about that but um he decided to uh bowl naked um, so there were like like there were other people at the bowling alley than just us. So it, uh, it didn't go over that well. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, he could really get after it. You could say, cause he did bowl naked. I, I saw it. Not
1: a, I mean, not a lot, the, not a lot to do up there in the winter. I can't imagine it gets, gets pretty dark a lot of the time. So right. when you don't Then, have then you get saunas do, uh, going and yeah, Yeah makes it easy to, to work off that hangover the next morning. So
0: it's, yeah.
1: Just a vicious cycle up there.
0: <laughs> um, but uh yeah, Santari didn't look like one of those guys that really is gonna just get totally twisted up, right? Maybe it's because he looked like he was fifteen. And maybe he maybe didn't look old enough to drink to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he's uh he's, he's a player team. though, eh? Oh, he's talking I was talking about Marty's shot. That Santeri, the first uh captain's practice. He comes down, he's he can't be more than five foot seven and rips the puck like <laughs> first shot palm of the hand just like whole hand goes numb I was like oh, this guy uh you know like he that. can shoot he can shoot
0: yeah that sound I I mean I was like five seven on a good day and I like to shoot the puck too so I do have a soft spot for that Santery you know and he's a shed guy Absolutely. yeah and he's, did you uh, know yeah. fun fact I am a sponsor of your team no kidding Uh, Yeah, check out when Critch is healthy, check out his jersey. (laughs) Bet you'll see a logo on there that'll make you laugh.
1: (laughs) I think he mentioned something about that at the, uh, in one of those uh, preseason games there, but I wasn't too sure where we didn't, He didn't point out the advertisement there, but I'll have to take a look next time.
0: You'll giggle. You'll giggle to yourself and think that's hockey, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Love to hear it. So I had like six people buy hockey jerseys from me. Um, Thanks, Shed Family. So now the fun is fun is that I'll get to see those jerseys in hockey arenas and see pictures of that, which will make my heart want to explode. And also with those proceeds, I did just pay my first down payment to the manchester storm right so fun is fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: what goes around comes around eh
0: right fun's everywhere you just got to find it
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> um so what do you think so far manchester you liking it
1: yeah i uh, i love it here it, uh, it hasn't quite got too rainy yet it's been uh it's been pretty nice haven't really had to to trudge through those downpours to get to the rink too much but it's uh it's an awesome city, and like I said, went to that Manchester United game, and that was uh, a whole different experience from what I was was used to, and hadn't really been been through a, that European, yeah, English soccer kind of stuff. So it was uh, cool there, but the city, yeah, it's awesome, probably from Sask
0: from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You probably <laughs> haven't got to go to that many cool things growing up, right? Like I know, I'm from Elmira, Ontario, and like. Um, yeah. When you get yeah. to travel and like you get to Cardiff and there's so much stuff to do, you're oh. like, whoa!
1: <laughs> you don't know what to do next, like.
0: Yeah. Well, first you got to take a Friday's nap, night. but then we'll figure it out, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, been, getting to an see an awesome that stuff's cool
0: so far. I'm excited for the year. So, Guinners being okay with you? He's not being like a bully and trying to tell you how to goalie since he was a goalie.
1: No, I think. uh, <laughs> played my last year in Wichita there it was the that COVID season and he was playing for Kansas City. Okay. So we uh we had our fair share of battles since we probably played them
0: sixteen times that year. There's and, always a uh, connection. So that's how he knew you could goalie was cause he played against <laughs> you. <yeah. laughs>
1: when when he's beating us one nothing or we're beating them three one kind of thing, he's seeing going, okay, well you can you can stop the puck and well, guess he like the- my style of play enough.
0: It's the same as uh, for players to coach too. As I ended up in Cardiff because I played against Andrew Lord in Germany, you know. Oh, unreal! Yeah, and uh, he was tried to be a bully out there, and I didn't take none of that shit, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I had him for a few days in, in Greenville before getting cut and going oh, to Cheaper anyway. But
0: what a what a guy, eh? Really? So, yeah. I, speaking <laughs> of that man, I just. Had to do that, like so. I'm coaching under thirteen boys this year, and um, just went through tryouts. And I tell you, it was one of the worst weeks of my life. Like having to cut like my my friends, but like my son's friends, and like yeah, um, families that I've become really close with. And then you see the tryout, and you're like, well. I can't be like these other people and pick my best friends and pick our best friends and it's like I have to pick who earned it and doing that um was heartbreaking shit man I felt sick to my stomach all week
1: (laughs) it's I mean I couldn't imagine like I I remember those days as a kid when you get cut from those under 13 under 15 teens you're like you hate, you hate the coach for a few years and then you kind of understand as you grow up you're like, alright, maybe uh, it wasn't as good or whatever, but yeah, that, it was season, like, I'll
0: show him. Well, not I've had some of all that go on. Um, our last cut um, I still want him around like I want him around the team part of it, so we're APing him and he's going to get to come to every practice, but I said to him, like, you know, every practice show me we're wrong, like Show us we're idiots. Um, that's all you can do. And um, I tell you though, you tell after the last trial, you tell 14 of them that they made it, and then the smile on their face, the look in their eye, the way they're sitting there waiting to hear, and it's like it should be a memorable moment, but all I could think about was what I had to do to the one. (laughs) And then when I had to do that, and then it was like, This is like, I, this isn't fun at all. I don't, you know, I liked coaching a lot until I had to do that.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, those are those moments where you're like, oh, shit, eh?
0: <laughs> well, and like, the kid's gonna remember that moment, like, forever, right? That, that'll, oh, be, yeah. you know? And it's like, awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you, you, you hope that those kids use that as, like, a,
0: like a learning
1: time or a, an experience to kind of, like, mature a little, grow up, but you never know. Some of those kids might take it as uh, a wow. forever kind of
0: thing. Yeah, no. And I think uh, that it all worked out. I got her out the other side with all my relationships intact and um, nobody's that mad at me. So I think we're good to move on and start trying to win, right? Yeah.
1: As long as 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 long as the parents kind of are realistic about what their kids' abilities are, it makes life easier. But
0: right. not all of them are. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the, the, the non-hockey people very much are that way. They can be very yeah. um, – they uh, oh, yeah. they don't see it clearly. <laughs> no, no, not quite. <laughs> no. Um, okay, let's see here. Oh, and I'm having a raffle at aleshockeytales.com. I'm raffling off five Ryan O'Reilly-signed hockey pucks. And um, the way I got those was from helping them this summer, working with them on the ice to get better at coaching for my little fellows, you know? Unreal. Yeah. So if you want a, a Hall of Famer signed puck um, you know, that's available at com. I have them right here in the shed, you know, that's a pretty good,
1: uh, yeah, not a bad hockey player to have a signed puck from that.
0: And it's true. only a pound a ticket folks. And there's five winners, five pucks, right? So get involved that's folks. Good. Yeah. Get involved. Um, anywho, the Selb wolves, this is how we know each other. Um, so a few of them have been to the shed um, fun fact for you was I had on Richard Galky. Um, he was a puppy when I played with him in Hellbron. and I had him on and Bryce Reddick was there, had him on and they were just about to get into the relegation rounds and they stayed up. And then I got to like FaceTime in the locker room with them and have a pint with them. And um, oh, wow. I was at my year end uh, minor hockey um, party with my girls that I coached last year. And then to get to, like, go in the locker room with a team in Germany and, like, have a beer with them when they're celebrating staying up in the second league, it was like, man, I'm part of the game again. This is cool. But you went to that dumpster fire, eh? <laughs>
1: yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was an experience. I mean, I I loved it there. I loved the guys on the team. I'm still pretty good friends with quite a few of them. But, yeah, the whole, uh, the whole start of the year and how things went was uh, – so say less
0: than ideal. Well, I mean, you had as many wins as the other goalies that were there all year. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but um, like Lucas Slavatinsky, who I've talked with about coming on here, he's busy coaching kids at Germany and still playing. Yes. I think yeah. he is minus forty nine on the season that year. Minus yeah. forty nine. I've heard of plus in the forties, but minus in the forties—that's hard to come by. It was, uh, yeah, it he, was, he's a, a good player after, too. Uh, pardon? He's a good player too. So he would have been on the oh, ice yeah. the most. So he's getting scored on the most. Cause your team's that brutal.
1: <laughs> well, he, I don't think he wanted that much responsibility going into that year. I think he wanted to be more of like a leadership role and all that, but he was out there every
0: <laughs>
1: every second shift <laughs> against top lines every time. And you could see the frustration growing. Like it's, it's not a fun life when you're kind of going out there every time and, just getting smelled the whole day. Yeah.
0: And he's a competitor too. Right. I could I could see that wearing on. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, it was wearing on a lot of guys. They got uh it got rough for a little bit there. Thankfully I got got a good bounce and they uh it was a mutual splitting of ways despite what they originally had said about it, but I I appreciated what they did for me and kind of gave me that first bounce over to get to Europe and I was able to go to a team that was a little more competitive in Slovakia. But I'll be lying to say if I I was I was sad to be leaving because it was such a good group of guys and like yeah we we enjoyed ourselves
0: there we had some fun. Well, and that's yeah, that's good to hear because you have Richard Gelke on your team and that Nick Walters who came on um he was oh, yeah. there too right the other wally um oh, you have yeah. good guys on your team and maybe you're not winning but then it would be hard to leave a team right like i i never left a team in my career i always stayed with whoever i started with every year except the hl getting cut
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. a little different that way sometimes
0: yeah i was never traded um but i got sent down but yeah um it would oh. be weird to leave a team um but anyways you went to slovakia how was that
1: um, it was it was interesting. There was uh it was kind of it was different, you know, going from a league where you get four or five imports or whatever and have a lot of uh a lot of those like German Canadians, German Americans and all those uh dual passport guys then going to a country where it's you got your imports and then you got your Slovaks and there's a lot of uh how I put it like the Slovaks knew they had to work hard and kind of be as good as they could or else they wouldn't be on a top level team that year the next year and so the competitiveness every single day of practice was was unbelievable was through the roof it was yeah it was wild and the style of hockey was more north american like lots of hitting lots of pucks on net going to the net hard it was uh it was a tough, a tough league to play in, and I, I had some success, but I had a lot of fun too. Like we had a good group of guys there. Like our imports were a blast, and our fans were good. We, we did okay. We ended up losing in the first round of playoffs, but it was. Uh, Slovakia is well, an underrated country. Lots of mountains, pretty cool little
0: landscape, and cheap everything. So. Um. So you've played in quite a few countries now isn't it weird how like every country has a different like hockey culture and different way of playing like you can feel it when you're yeah. playing it's different
1: oh yeah it's uh it's it's kind of fun like it's it kind of sucks my career as far as like every year new country new language new league new people but that part of it's been really cool getting to go like Norway, getting to play there and see their kind of style, and then you go to Slovakia, Germany, France, now the UK, and kind of getting to see like all the different styles and and like you said, like even just the culture. Like,
0: so who's I'm got the best? Who's the, got it. the best food so far? Oof, best food.
1: See the Slovaks really like their soup, and uh, they make some damn good soups. Soups can be really good. Day, game day they'd give us uh our team would have little plates of like to-go boxes of food and then you get one little to-go box of soup and like i never knew how much i liked soup until i went there <laughs> I'll be honest. right
0: well like what so i, I remember there was a, a pancake soup in germany that was just off the charts like i'm talking little strips of like i don't even know how to explain it it wasn't like yeah what kind of yeah. soups are we talking like is this like sweet uh-huh. potato soup potato soups
1: my my favorite was uh it was like a garlic broth with just veggies in it. You'd get like one or two Brussels sprouts in there, some cauliflower, broccoli, um celery, carrots, all that
0: stuff. And it's just a good broth with like, vegetables.
1: Oh yeah, and just it was just like garlic water basically. That was, oh, it was unreal. And then couple, They had some good chicken noodle soup as well. Um, they had this bean lentil soup that was like it kind of had that like red looking broth i don't know what it was like a little bit spicy but it was absolutely incredible i'm gonna make soup tomorrow yeah you've inspired me i'm making soup tomorrow getting their pre-made soups because i just missed it so much
0: (laughs) well and that's uh the issues i have now is i like had to learn how to cook so i can eat all the food i learned about in europe you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's
1: that's something i'm trying to get back into a little bit too
0: well yeah it's you know you can nap and then make a nice meal it's tough being a hockey player right it's a
1: tough life. It's a tough
0: life. Somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah.
1: someone's got to.
0: Yeah. So I guess where and what are you doing now? You're you're in Manchester. Um, you just started with the Storm. You got a roommate?
1: Yeah, I'm living. Uh, Stephen Johnson. Mm-hmm. I uh, I played with them in Wichita for more most of that 2021 or 2020 2021 season there. Um, but. When I was kind of halfway through the year in France, was texting him about here and asking him how he was enjoying it and everything. And of course, the stars aligned and I end up coming here. And so, pretty much as soon as I signed, he text together and goes, "Hey, do you mind if me and Winnie live together?" So, once I got here, pretty much seamless moving. Already had a buddy and kind of that's nice makes life a little bit easier for me. And so he's, I think he's downtown with one of our new guys who had to go get his uh get his visa all set up, but. Yeah, living with uh, living with Steve has been pretty easy so
0: far. Well, I'll tell him to get in the shed this year. Eh? I still haven't had him on. He <laughs> yeah. he is a confirmed shed guy. I've heard good things. Oh,
1: he's an excellent human being, but he's uh, he's doing the schoolwork stuff. So he's been just grinding away with that.
0: Oh, is that right? He's doing like the MBA. Yeah. Oh, jeepers! Oh, yeah. yeah, that's busy times.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh...
0: Did my did
1: my four years of college? I don't know if I can get back into the whole school and hockey thing just yet
0: well i did it i i did it with a toddler and had our second while i was doing it playing for cardiff it was as busy as she gets but you know what life hasn't slowed down since so um, that actually <laughs> yeah. taught me a lot about what i could do in a day because i used to do nothing
1: <laughs> you get comfortable doing nothing but you're surprised how easy it is to actually still do things
0: yeah yeah when, when hockey players go they go hard but then they get horizontal <laughs> absolutely uh so are you guys like downtown
1: then i uh, know we're so they used to be downtown last year but it was like what steve was telling me they had like a 40 minute tram ride or drive into the rink every day and so they've actually got us an Alternam, like right by the rink we're in uh it's a really nice spot it's four minute walk to get to the rink so it's kind of nice to pretty much be able to go yeah to go to the rink we got to be there at nine eight 45 and you don't have to like worry about traffic nothing you're just a couple streets away
0: it's uh it's kind of nice for sure so poster picks brought to you by freeman designs lee freeman my poster maker guy he's done like a lot, over 325 of them now, folks. So check him out. He can make posters too, Manchester, if you want him to make pose, er, programs. Sorry, he does it for Cardiff and Sheffield. So if Manchester needs programs, look up free man designs, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, poster pick. Um, I did just post this one. It was you looking in your glove like at the puck, eh? Goalies always do that. They always look down at their glove like, I do make got sure it, you right?
1: <laughs> you, make sure. you never know. Sometimes there's I've only had one hole in my glove ever, but sometimes you just you don't know
0: for sure. That you, you yeah, it. even if you feel it, you still you guys still got to look, hey eh? Yeah, you got to make
1: sure it's
0: there. I understand, um, but that will be full of chocolate soon. Um, peppermint arrow bars, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, are you only going to eat the peppermint ability. arrows, or are you going to dabble into all the chocolate storm that happens? You know, there's some weird shit over there. You ever had a boost I'm, yet? Uh,
1: Uh, I haven't tried too, too much yet. I've kind of stuck with what I know. I, uh, I did dabble into, they got, uh, the caramel caramel arrows here. Tried those out pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but I'm, uh, got a bit of a sweet tooth. So if there's a chocolate bar and someone gives it to me, I'll probably end up eating it no matter what.
0: Well, there you go. Well, there's going to be chocolate. I can guarantee you that because <laughs> we're just getting started here, folks, <laughs> you know, Beautiful. Yeah. um. Okay. Next poster pick is the Queen, Quinn Stevenson Memorial. It, that looked like a golf tournament. And who's Quinn Stevenson? He was, uh, so, but the,
1: the guys I was golfing with, a few of my buddies there, he was, uh, he was at one of some of their friends and he was in a friend group of uh, a lot of my buddies. He was, he uh, was unfortunately hit by a, a drunk driver on the way to his work at a golf uh, golf course in, in high school and so every summer the uh we put on a golf tournament to change his courses every now and again but that one is a moon lake golf course in saskatoon uh we actually we're just kind of a ragtag group of golfers in that pick we weren't expecting anything but to have a have a good time and ended up one shot off the lead for for the last poll and missed their birdie putt by by a lip out and unfortunately we didn't win it but we, uh, yeah, we've been kind of going in and out of that tournament every year, and and kind of just having a good time to to celebrate the life of a really good guy, and yeah, try and kind of help out the, the Mothers Against Drunk Drivers Association. We do a lot of donations for them through the tournament, and uh, just kind of trying to do our part to to help out that way. Because that's it's, good. Uh, it's just yeah, it's tough when a life gets taken so soon for something so avoidable. But
0: yeah, no kidding. Um, that's terrible but um it is fun when you get home in the summer and get to golf with buddies from home right because you don't oh, see them God. all winter
1: <laughs> Absolutely. you finally get home and it's let's go spend four days in a row on the golf courses
0: no oh, man when i get back to Elmira, those first few days for like you know we'd really do her <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah I take that
1: first month and go golf as much as I can before I get back into to coaching there and that's summer money to pay for my golf.
0: Did you see do you say coaching? You coach in the summer? Yeah, I do uh
1: I do goalie coaching with uh we got a company the the goalie coaches that coached me growing up. I uh I started working for them just to make some money fresh out of college, do that first two two summers of pro and then Kind of realized I'm not bad at it. I uh, I know a thing or two about goaltending just from having to learn so much because I wasn't naturally the best goalie out there. I had to actually try pretty hard, and so it's uh, it's kind of helped me both ways. And now I kind of coach. coach now you're giving back. the week, just to, yeah, giving back. But I mean, still still getting paid for it, so it's still right. a job. But it's in my eyes, it's still just kind of fun because. You don't get to shoot pucks as a goalie very often, so when you get to shoot pucks on little kids, it kind of boosts the
0: ego, makes you feel a little
1: better. And <laughs> then you get to tell them what they did wrong and help them get better.
0: So here's a question: I don't know much about goaltending. Um, what kind of goalie are you? Like, is there anything different than a butterfly goalie now?
1: Um, a little bit. I mean,
0: it's kind of at a point where everybody's a butterfly goalie because
1: if you're not, oh, yeah. you're gonna get just five whole far too often, but. I mean, I'm only 5'11 on a good day. My elite prospect says I'm six feet. Shout nice. out to my agent for that one. Yeah, well done. Um, but being professional goaltenders, I've kind of had to adapt by just that extra patience and not just butterflying on the shot by maybe holding my feet a little bit longer and kind of forcing that shooter to think a little bit more before they release the puck and a lot of my game is based on, on kind of reading the play and figuring out what that shooter has as options, whether it's, he has only to come in and shoot, or he has that shoot, but he could also pass backdoor. So I got to be a little bit deeper and there's kind of a whole, a whole bunch going on in my brain before the shot and then just hoping for the best really at the end of the day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, there are goalies that just rely on their like reflexes and whatever. And then there's guys that, like think about every play and where the guys are goalie. I played with in Denmark, actually he would have it written out the other team's power plays. He had little notes of where everybody stood, who liked to shoot, who liked to pass. And like, he would like study it before the game. So he would know when that guy had it on the half or whatever, like, what his tendencies were, and I was like, jeepers like I just go out and play, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> I just go run my, I just follow the game plan, skate a little bit, shoot the puck, see what
0: I can do, right? <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on on the power play, and sometimes on the penalty kill, but um, <laughs> you know, like let's just go play. But yeah, like I guess if you're into it, you you want to know all that, right? So then you know who's who's a shooter, who's a passer, right? You 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 gotta. It's hard to know though when you've been switching leagues every year, right? <laughs>
1: yeah I think it kind of comes to my advantage a little bit that I just like makes me feel like they don't know what I'm gonna do. They don't know if I'm cheating on the player. That's just how I play. And so I kind of try to use that to my advantage for the first couple of times against each team. Mm-hmm. But after that, then it's just all about you kind of get like you said, you kind of figure out who the shooters are, who the it doesn't guys take long right tendency to to make that extra pass or if this guy's maybe a little bit more deceptive and can pull that puck before his shots. So you get, I don't like to do the, I don't necessarily like study the guys before I'm more of, I'll talk to a guy if they, they have a little intel on, on the other team, but I like to kind of just go in on my, on my reads and kind of, you you know, pretty quickly in a game who, who the main guys are on the other team. It doesn't take
0: long at all. (laughs)
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, when you see I, a guy with their stick touching the rafters on the power play, I'm on the flank. You're like, I bet you this guy's their shooter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yes. And when the power play happens, those guys that just jump over the boards without the coach saying anything, you're like, okay, <laughs> so those are the <laughs> first <Yeah>. line guys.
1: <laughs> the guy's already standing on the face-off circle before the guys have been sitting down in the box. They so go, okay, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. Guy's just okay, crazy. so
0: he's yeah. the first unit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, next poster pick. You're with. I think it's the same dude in a couple pictures, but there's the sand and you're in the sand and there's mountains behind you. Looks lovely.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's one of my good friends, uh, Caleb Dahlgren. He was uh he was on the Humble Brown Coast during that twenty eighteen crash, but that was actually uh this past summer he, he uh he came up, he became friends with our whole family and stuff, and uh my sister lives up in Whitehorse, Yukon. Oh yeah. And, and so she got married up there this summer, and uh, he came up for the wedding. But that was on a trip over towards Skagway, Alaska. It's the—I don't know if I don't know if it's got any official record or anything, but it's one of the the most northernmost uh, deserts in the world, I guess. It's uh, kind of a funky place. You're driving through the mountains, and all of a sudden, there's just acres on acres of sand really the, the mountains it's a pretty cool like kind of place you guys definitely move, right? went up
0: there at the right time of year though you wouldn't be wanting to go up there in the winter
1: <laughs> oh no, i don't know saying that my sister was putting in quadruple pane windows and and everything in their house before uh winter coming in
0: not my style no not my style either <laughs> what's saskatoon like
1: um saskatoon's cold you'll get uh you'll get some minus 40 days or months during the winter um Thankfully, I haven't had to deal with that for almost ten years now, so I'm maybe getting a little soft to it. But right. we'll see how it goes once I retire if I can still handle that. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a good place in the summer. I mean, we got good weather. We got a good lake system up north, and you can go out and enjoy any, uh, enjoy long weekends on the water, some good fishing, some.
0: So kind of like, kind of like uh, the Yukon and Alaska is. You've been going to Saskatoon the right time of year. <laughs> yeah, here in here
1: in my buddies in the group chats, uh, that's minus 50 makes me feel a little better when it's maybe raining four days in a row where I'm living, or I'm <laughs> complaining that it's windy out in Nice and I can't go sit by the fucking Mediterranean or anything. But yeah, it's uh, it's hard to complain when you don't have to deal with that minus 50.
0: Okay, next poster pick. You guys had, like, a shed guy selfie with a city in the background. It's you and two other dudes. Where's that?
1: That's uh, it's Barcelona.
0: I've that been is. there. That's a city. I thought that might have been Barcelona, but... Excellent city. Maybe my
1: favorite and favorite I've been to in Europe, probably.
0: Um, yeah. It's got the beach. It's got the old city. It's got really everything you're looking for, right? Everything. And talk about
1: good food. Oh, my God. That, they...
0: They make some good
1: meals down in Spain. I tell you. Are that.
0: you talking like the tapa stuff? I wasn't that oh, thrilled tapas, with the food.
1: Yeah, uh, that that. Oh, it was butcher at the uh, paella, paella, whatever. Paella. It is. Yeah, absolutely incredible. It doesn't even get the chicken, the seafood, whatever you want. It's gonna be good.
0: Hmm. I guess I I I don't recall the food being that wonderful there, but Barcelona was a sweet city. You yeah, know.
1: It's hard to complain about anything there, that, that mm-hmm. whole city, other than other than the the people just trying to peddle you drugs and, and little trinkets on the street. But other than that, the everything else was pretty nice.
0: Yeah, I agree. The only part I don't like is that the guy I went with is now an NHL scout and thinks he's too <laughs> big time for the shed that, woohoo, we can't talk about your career because you're an NHL scout. What a baby, right? That's <laughs> punk. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It is tough, but it's neat when he sends me videos of like Western Michigan University and I know he's recruit, recruiting at my old school and then I see guys sign with his NHL team and it's like, that's neat and that's a small world.
1: <laughs> You're a Western Michigan guy?
0: I sure am. I'm a Bronco. Yep. Oh, Fuck that place. Oh, it's awesome, isn't it? The best the arena hockey, in worst. college hockey.
1: <laughs> got to be the worst thing to be a away team by
0: far. Yeah, well, the the Loss and Lunatics are something else. <laughs>
1: uh, my little fun fact, my first loss in college uh yeah, first loss in college hockey was in Loss and Ice center let in three goals in the first got absolutely shredded by
0: the fans and got pulled. Nice. They they could be mean. The Loss uh, uh, Lunatics would have a chance that they were mean. Have to go and yeah. stick um you, you did jump right oh, in to, uh, play into uh playing and it got freshmen. to a point
1: where yeah, it was pretty fortunate. Um the summer going into it, my confidence.
0: Your internet is struggling. There you are, you're back. Your internet yeah. is struggling. I didn't even pause it. We're still live. Unreal, yeah. No, it's. uh, <laughs> There's no editing team. So this so is, is just stuff. getting sent too. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um, yeah, I was fortunate to go in, and even though my summer of uh of training there and and our on ice didn't go great for me, even my coach said like I played for Dean Blaze, and after my first game, he was like, I didn't even know if I could play. I, you didn't surprise. You didn't impress me during the summer, but I I went in. Had a forty-save shutout in game one. That'll do me, it. Yeah, beat Vermont in Vermont three-one. The next game I got to play, and then from then on, it was kind of just let me roll. I got to play quite a bit after that, and then yeah, I was tried bringing in NHL draft picks to kind of take the net from me, and it kind of never worked out for him. And I just kept rolling. So it was. Uh,
0: That's cool. Pretty nice. Uh, goalies, you guys, you guys are weird creatures in my eyes. You seem pretty normal for a goalie, but like, it is as competitive as the world gets. It's like, there's only most of the time two of you, but then like you get into the coast and NCAA and there isn't just two. And like, you look at the coast rosters you were on, there's like eight guys on the roster and (laughs) like only one guy gets to play. right? Yeah.
1: It, uh yeah it gets competitive i've been i've been fortunate with some goalie partners that have been pretty pretty solid as far as like that friendly competition where obviously we both want to play and we both want to be the guy but sometimes you kind of understand that business side of things that this guy might play over you and it's not anything personal to you it's just kind of how things are going yeah and sometimes i'll play over them and they usually understood obviously you get the exceptions of some of those guys that maybe give you a little bit of a hard time and try to play that mental game with you to steal the net from you but you mm-hmm. kind of you live and you learn and you kind of figure things out how to uh, who who you can trust who you kind of yeah. just have to pretend who's it there, who's but... a
0: shed guy and who is in it for the right reasons and who's a teammate yep. and then who's in it for themselves.
1: Absolutely.
0: There's a there that shit goes on. There's definitely guys in pro hockey that are not shed guys.
1: <laughs> no, there's there's a few of them. I'm not going to name any names, but there's some guys that have put themselves off my friends list because of just how they treated me as my goalie partner teammate. And yeah, you always wonder how that's going to work out
0: for them. <laughs> well, right. Um, it is. <laughs> it seems like things I it where I'm from in Elmira, Ontario, is – uh things always work out in the wash was a saying we always said <laughs> it's like whether one guy was going to buy around or a different guy was going to buy around or when things don't yep. seem to line up correctly or we'd just say i it'll work itself out in the wash right
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's kind of that's a similar mentality we kind of do the old "what what goes around comes around kind of thing
0: yeah it is it's true though um and it's nice yeah. when things oh, yeah. come back around, right?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Nice when you've you've bought the last ten beers, but then you go a month without buying a beer and you're like, all right, <laughs> this is this is okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so next poster pick. Um it's you're playing for Manchester. You're an all Vaughn stuff. So you're a Vaughn guy. I know goalies, a lot of them are like right into their equipment. I wasn't a big equipment guy, but I needed a good stick.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah been a Vaughn guy most of my career Uh, I switched a little bit at UCCM while I was in uh in Banska there for a little bit Uh, I was in Brian's for that year in the coast when I was with Wichita but kind of Vaughn's been that one that always felt most comfortable um the only thing I'm really picky about is my glove I've even the one I have now, I hated it all last year. So I used the one I got the year before from, from my goalie coach. He, I don't know what he does. He breaks it in for me and it always feels better than if I tried to do it myself. Right. So what well, it makes perfect now, sense he, though, because uh,
0: catching the puck is a big deal, right? The, the goalies yeah. that like it hits their glove and like it comes down or bounces out. And then all of a sudden that you're mucking around the net um, actually catching it's a big deal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, keeping that puck in your glove makes a big difference.
0: That's why you look truck. at it, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Gotta make sure it's still there.
0: Right. Makes sense. Um, and then your helmet looked pretty much just bare bones. It was just like white.
1: Yeah. I'm uh I'm working things out with uh with a guy that I did my my home helmet with in uh in Zelb. He does uh the vinyl wrap, so I'm trying to figure out what I wanna do there. I've got two helmets right now so that when I do send the one away to get, get wrapped up, I still kind of have the same one that I've been using in the past. Um, yeah. I just haven't really uh, nailed down the design and haven't really figured it out yet, but yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully by the end of November I'll have that all settled out and and looking good.
0: I agree. I think um, like when you run amok this weekend, and chocolate is coming out of every orifice of the arena. And um, then you're going to be like, geez, that'd be pretty neat to put like a chocolate storm on my helmet. And then I'd be like, oh, wow, that's cool. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. I was just thinking <laughs> out loud. I was just thinking out loud, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do what you want. It's your we'll helmet. See.
1: We'll <laughs> see. I'm open to ideas from anyone.
0: <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I can't wait to see how you guys do this weekend. I think it's going to go great. Next fun. poster pick fun. is you and two dudes by a river. Looks nice. Is that in Alaska again?
1: Yeah, that was uh that was in Whitehorse again. Uh Caleb and then a guy I played against in the sjhl He went to uh he played for for Notre Dame, the Hounds. Um, kind of played against him for the two years and he's from Whitehorse and doesn't live there anymore, but just happened to be back for a separate wedding that wasn't my sister's. Mm-hmm. And so he took us around, showed us a little bit of the the sights to see in Whitehorse, which be honest, there's not a whole lot, but that little place right there is—it's uh, called Miles Canyon, and it's—it's uh, it's a cool place. You're kind of up on the rocks, overlooking some cool rapids, a nice little, uh, nice little part of the river. It's—it's uh, it's a pretty nice spot, and it's kind of a, yeah, it was just a good part of the summer.
0: Well, it made uh, made your poster. Must mean a lot. And then the golf—you're uh, um, yeah. in a fivesome. I've played in a fivesome before, actually. When you <laughs> talk about that golf tournament, you almost won. The last tournament and like the only time I golfed this year was, uh, with a bunch of shed guys, but we played as a fivesome and we were all such bad golfers that no, when (laughs) we won the tournament, they thought it was so funny. They didn't even care because bad golfers (laughs) won, but we became a team that day. You know, everybody was stepping up when it was time, you know, 15 foot putt, 20 foot putt every every time somebody made it. It was wild chest bumps, you know, it was, it was (laughs) crazy.
1: (laughs) Those are, yeah, those are the best. That was, uh, that was actually just, uh, a group of us were just out in, uh, Fernie, but that was, that picture was in Sparwood, BC. Just a little bit fun fact, biggest truck in, in the world. Don't think so anymore, but they still claim it. Um,
0: biggest truck,
1: but yeah, it's just a big green dump truck. It's, I don't think it's the biggest anymore, but they still got the sign that says world's largest truck and. I mean it's big, but I'm sure there's a couple out there that are a little bit bigger nowadays. With how how long that thing's been sitting there, but
0: I do yeah, love fun we, uh... facts
1: though. <laughs> They're my favorite.
0: <laughs> um, did I bring up um, your other poster pick, which is you're doing a stick salute? That's after your first win in Nottingham, isn't it? Uh,
1: that was if that's the one where I'm wearing a red or the black jerseys. I think that was my my first pro game for the Florida Everblades.
0: Oh, I, the Florida Everblades. Okay. Was that in Florida? That didn't look like that arena.
1: Yeah, that was in Florida. It was, uh, after my senior year, I signed there for, uh, the little, the old ATO and getting the two weeks of per diem and hanging out in Estero there.
0: Did you hit Um, the Lonnie Kai? Uh,
1: no, not on that trip, but we did do our spring break in Fort Myers every year of college, except for that one. Shut up. it was kind of funny to be going on that same flight from Omaha to, to Fort Myers, but this time with a hockey bag. Oh, um, yeah! It was what a spot uh, yeah. that is, eh? Oh, it's no wonder they're always so good. How do you not want to play there?
0: No kidding, it's it's, it's cr- oh. crazy. When you think of like places to start hockey teams, it's like find a great city, yeah. Do it there, and you're going to be good.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it was like. fuck I I mean I was only there for two weeks but it was uh it was that first two weeks I'm like yeah I could I could probably do a couple seasons of the ECHL I don't think I'd hate it and you end up in Wichita and there's not as much to do in Wichita as for Myers
0: Uh, Dayton Ohio is a tough place (laughs) to be but we had more fun once we figured out where the university was and stuff (laughs) yeah Uh,
1: that that helps
0: But just because I know you want to know, fun fact, is my history with Estero, Florida, and the Everblades is I became a NARCH champion, a roller hockey champion, North American roller hockey champion in that arena, um, with my Western Michigan buddies, and then some of their buddies from Brantford, Ontario. Um, We became... Champions there, and then I played with the Daytona Beach Bombers, the ragtag bunch, the underdogs against the Everblades in the semifinals of the coast. And we won game seven in Florida and got absolutely oh. ruined. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, you have to if you're out there. Is that what you guys go to the Lonnie Kai
0: for that one? Oh, we did for a luncheon <laughs> um, one of the days off, but after we won game seven. Um, there was some bar by the arena. Both teams were there. It was such a good series yeah. that everybody was hanging out, having beers, yeah. chatting about the series. And it was so hockey. And then it ended up turning into me and about three other guys from my team ended up at the Everblades party, um, with at their real. apartments, um, and the referees. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh no, it was I as hockey as it, it gets oh, that yeah. night.
1: <laughs> oh, big, big time,
0: big time. Yeah. Uh, that but that's good. my Those history the there. Good. Yeah. But we stayed at the Lonnie Kai. That was our hotel for roller hockey. Oh my God. And we went back that's, with the trophy.
1: <laughs> that's uh, yeah. We, well, we stayed. One of my roommates in college, his parents had a place there and uh, more or less, they had a, what we call a yacht. They called a boat on the end of, uh, of Fort Myers beach. And so we we're about a 15 minute walk from the Lonnie Kai and, we made our way down there a couple times that week, or every week that we went down there. But mm-hmm. what That's a spot. place!
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not fancy. Um, it's the no. right location, and people muck it up there.
1: <laughs> they, it, I think I think it was the first year I was. Uh... <laughs> technically underage but they were doing a, a booty shaking contest and <laughs> that was uh, that was welcome to spring break college life down there that's for sure
0: and I've heard the Everblades rookie parties are always during spring break and they yep. go to the Lonnie Kai and that's just that's hockey at its finest way to go guys that's, keep it up
1: right <laughs> you know like well I'm uh, I played against Cam Johnson who's been their goalie the last couple of years and uh, I've kind of followed along with him on Instagram and, and kind of connected up with him and i loved last year he put uh put lonnie kai forever on the back of his helmet because they uh they got a little bit washed up from that hurricane but right gotta give the shout outs to those kind of places when they uh they hold you know, near and dear to your heart for a guy like him
0: uh and i saw they won they won they took the trophy back there and had their oh, shit dig yeah. there and it's like when we won that roller hockey championship we were at western michigan and we were really struggling. Like our Western Michigan team was not doing well. And there were guys that we went with that their ice hockey careers were really not going well in college. And then they got to go and we all won something together. We never did on the yep. ice, but we did in roller. And I tell you, the boys really let their hair down and the Lonnie Kai <laughs> let us run a muck When we came back with that trophy, we had rules and guidelines the first few nights when we were there but then when yeah. you go back to that hotel with a trophy, they let you do All whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those rules don't apply when you come on there with the trophy. They
0: totally me. get what trophies are about. And they, <laughs> it's <laughs> something. <laughs> so you, won, you went to Florida for two weeks and you won your first game you played. And it looked like you made some stops by the stat line.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I was fortunate that they just happened to be, I think they won the league like uh best team in the league for regular season but it was cool the the coach let me be a part of it and get to play for their their 50th win um critch was on the was on jacksonville that game on the other team so it's always fun to know that get your first win against now your captain which is kind of fun but
0: and and, and uh, i'm the sponsor right it's a small world (laughs) oh small world right
1: and it was uh yeah pretty good experience and then I got to go back. Uh, I went back to Omaha for one day, and then the next day flew out to uh, Charleston to go back up for their playoff run, which was unfortunately cut a little short. But it was uh, it was a treat to get to go out and spend a little time out there. For
0: that's not a bad place either, is it?
1: No, that's uh, not quite not quite like Fort Myers, but being a part of that end of the season run and and the couple days after was uh, was a nice. Two weeks that year
0: the uh end of season benders i think you're you could call them um can be as fun as it gets uh for a couple oh, days yeah. there when it has been so stressful it has been so on edge and yes yeah, stressful and then when it all comes to an end whether you won or lost winning is the opposite of losing but um when it's over the boys can really really do it for a day or two right
1: <laughs> finally like that that stress of like everything i don't got to worry about a game coming up don't have to worry about being on
0: time tomorrow like
1: yeah yeah
0: sleep in (laughs) oh that
1: is uh there's not a lot of feelings like it whether (laughs) like you said whether you win or lose obviously when you win it's even better but when you lose and it's been a team i mean i was only there for two weeks but to kind of be a oh fuck sakes to what kind up? of be a part of, uh, my low power thing came on or 20% thing came up and paused oh. it off.
0: we only got 20% left. Better keep working. Hard. Oh, pl- <laughs> Plenty,
1: plenty of, plenty of battery there. Um, but yeah, like you said, that win or lo- lose that end of the season feeling where you're like, I'm done. I don't have to worry about it for what, five, four or five months. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a whole different feeling that some people never have yeah. to feel. But it's cool.
0: You should, like, so the Dayton Bombers that went to the finals that year um never should have been in the finals. Probably shouldn't have been out of the first round, but we went on a heater <laughs> and uh, we played defense and nobody could score on us. We had a hot goalie. When it was finally over and we lost in the finals to Idaho, um, boy, oh boy, like we were all really proud we had made it that far. It really did suck oh, yeah. losing, but boy, oh boy, it was over.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. That that stress, the you, knowing that you can let those aches and pains just, just be there, and not yeah. have to worry about how bad it's going to hurt tomorrow on the ice.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you get into those final rounds, man. Man, you can be hurt oh. and playing.
1: <laughs> oh, you just you just like once you get on the ice after that first couple shifts, some most of the time that feeling goes away, but yeah sometimes it's kind of like the it. start
0: of a season when especially if you go to europe and they make you run around and jump and like do all this shit and then you're sli- going trying to sleep the night four and you're like so i actually have to be able to do all that shit again tomorrow and i can't even walk i, I can't even wipe my ass and then you <laughs> wake up the next morning and you're like there's no way i can do this and then no. all of a sudden you do it again
1: <laughs> and then you get halfway through it and you finally feel good again yeah but then, you- then
0: you feel normal <laughs> god and then oh man those first months especially ncaa oh. oh
1: those summer workouts in omaha were just you get through it and you're like finally we have games we don't have to do that again
0: seriously that's it's like getting through a week of practice too though it's like you just said you got yeah. through a week of practice it's like now the fun starts you have to like play games
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. You mean I don't have to go do a spin class today? I just get to go play a
0: game? That's I just crazy. play hockey? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Feels better. Way more fun. Okay. Um, so, anyways, better keep moving here. You grew up in <laughs> Saskatoon, but then you went to Kindersley Clippers, and you had wild numbers, and you made Team Canada West. So, how many schools are sniffing around? Because, like, from what I've seen is there's not as many scholarships out of Saskatchewan.
1: Not done. Um, I, I mean, going, coming out of that, that Canada West tournament, I think the only team that really was like, Hey, we would like you to come was uh sacred heart. Yeah. And as an 18 year old still got two years of eligibility left. That kind of was like, no, maybe we'll talk to you if I'm still here as a 20 bomb, but yeah. we'll, uh, we'll keep you on the back burner for a little bit here. Yeah. And, uh, still like yeah I went back and continued like you said look my numbers were pretty good yeah uh, but didn't really have a whole lot and then finally we had uh because we had won our division we had a bye for the first little bit there and we had a week off and my my coach was like Omaha wants you to go on a visit like let's set this up and I was like don't really want to go drive to Saskatoon fly to Omaha then fly back and then drive back all in the four days we have before our playoffs start and so i ended up uh, pushing that back till after our uh, playoffs ended and went on my visit and had about dean blaze told me i had 48 hours to decide so it was kind of hard to say no when you're watching the rink get built in front of your eyes on your visit they are fresh off a a frozen four uh birth i guess and you look at like guys like Jake Gensel and and we had uh, Brian Cooper was one, Frederick Olsen was committed. We had a couple guys that you see and you kind of, you knew it was a pretty good opportunity to go. And they were pretty upfront with me about everything. They they told me if I play well, I can end up being the guy. And they lived up to all that. So it was like, ah, it's, uh, it was hard to say no. And that was really my only offer really going into that, that summer. And,
0: yeah it's it's interesting right because back if if I interview people that are say 40-ish years old now or older there was a lot of scholarships out of Saskatchewan out of that league and there's like there's like none now and same with where I played at in um, Elmira my hometown my team had eight scholarships to NCAA and like now they can't get them out of there
1: yeah it's uh it's getting better in Saskatchewan where the problem is, I think uh, with how many 20 year olds you can have on the, on the roster, you get a lot of, uh, or when I was there, we had a lot of those 20 year olds that have played in the WHL. or even And are coming back
0: for the their
1: swan song. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a big part of like, like we always got made fun of. And like I had Minnesota guys telling me their high school hockey team would be able to have beaten my junior team. And it's like, well, we had three guys that have over a hundred games played the WHL and sitting at 0.75 points per game in the WHL. Like I don't think no high school team is going to stack up to that. So it's not like we were bad hockey teams in the SJHL. It's just, you have a lot of guys that either weren't going to go and play anywhere other than Saskatchewan junior. Maybe go to the uh, ACAC out in Alberta and just play
0: like. But uh, I think with the other rule that's really kind of strung it up by the balls is like, I heard you can't play until you're a certain age, and it's like the kids that played when they were young were the kids that were going places, you know?
1: Oh yeah, it's well, and like the big thing is you're not allowed to leave. You know, you weren't allowed to leave your province to go play for another junior province until you graduated from midget. And so I had a few teams. Like I was talking, I knew the goalie coach in Powell River, and I had a few other places where, if I would have went back and played one more year of uh, Saskatoon Blazers, I could have gone to to the BC or the AJ and stuff like that, and maybe had more scholarship offers. But I was kind of always under the my dad always basically told me the if you're good enough, they'll find you. Right. And so instead of going back and playing midget AAA, which I didn't really want to do I went back went to Kindersley as a 17 year old had a good time played a decent amount of games and then got to start as an 18 year old and have a good season and
0: did you ever like my
1: dad said <laughs> if you're good enough they found me so it was uh I worked agree. out for me but a lot of those kids kind of just see all the scholarships out, out west and like it's a nice. lot of guys going down south to play in the USHL or the all and it was more of I didn't believe Kendersley treated me well as a 16, 15 year old when I was in their, in their system. So I was like, well, might as well give them, give them an opportunity. And worst case comes, I can get a trade or I can kind of find my way out, but I was always treated well. And I liked my billet family. I liked my teammates and it was kind of everything worked out for me in the end. So it's not really a lot to complain about that way.
0: Yeah. Well, in Nebraska, Omaha then, so they were good when you were going there and it looks like, they weren't as good by the end, and it's similar to me at Western Michigan. When I went on my recruiting trip, they were ranked in the top 10 in the country, and I went and saw them play Michigan that had, like, guys that just played World Juniors for Team Canada. I see a packed barn. I see the Lost oh, yeah. Lunatics, and I'm like, this is the coolest arena I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I'm coming here for sure. And then after I committed, we they literally continued to get worse, like, every year until I left. And um, it was depressing to be a part of, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it I hurts. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it's like, sometimes it's kind of, out of your hands. It's like I played hockey as hard as I could have. I was as good a teammate as I could be. And yeah, sometimes, I mean, whether it's coaching, recruiting um, all of that together, it's like, we're obviously going in the wrong direction around here.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we are, I think uh, in my opinion, the problem for us was we had Dean blaze going into the end of his contract. So my first freshman year, we had a great roster. I mean, like I said, Jake Gensel hard to have a bad team when he's on your team, Austin Ortega, he's playing in the Dell in, in Munich. And like, we had a great squad. We were number one in the country for a little bit. We missed, missed uh, the tournament by like 0.002 on the pairwise kind of thing. Like, Oh, it, uh, that was tough. I, was, I had to play through an ankle injury for the better part of three months of that year. Gensel was kind of banged up. So there were some factors in there. And then we got new assistant coaches the second year. Um, going into the third year, we got two new assistant coaches. And then the, one of our assistants took the head coaching job. And then into the senior year, we got another new assistant coach. So it was like, there it's was hard no to kind of... Yeah. Get, yeah, like you're kind of building on broken blocks so to speak cuz like all of these players were recruited by different coaches for different reasons and it just kind of yeah was kind of that perfect storm of we're supposed to be good, we're expected to be good, the fans expect us to be good. And unfortunately as the goalie, you eat a brunt of that when it comes down to it and so <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a sour taste in my mouth about it cuz I really did enjoy my time and and like I said I some of my teammates there were, I still keep in touch with them. A lot of my best friends throughout my career, but it just kind of sucks when you have such a good first year to then just continually
0: go downhill from there. It's uh, I couldn't agree painful. more. And it was the same for me. And it was like, I was putting up my like good numbers and it's like, it's hard to go places when your team's not winning. It's like in hockey, yeah. you need everyone to win and you need everyone playing good. And then people go places. And it's like, scouts are going to watch who's in the final four they're going to see why that team is there and like then they start looking at third liners and fourth liners and second liners because they're good at that role where if your team sucks you better be putting up some numbers to be doing anything (laughs)
1: Big time that's uh that's why and as
0: a goalie man and i've seen your resume and sometimes you can go to europe And you maybe don't know where you're going or how good the team's going to be. And the deck is stacked against you. And it's like, well, there's no way this team can win.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's kind of how, like I look at, I haven't ever really been on a great team out, out here. Um, I mean, I went into Banska and we were 11th and we climbed up into seventh. So that was a good success for me, but like, like you said, I think I had three wins in Germany last year was a rough year in France. We did not win a lot of games. And like, I look back and I'm like, I felt pretty damn good every game. I have good numbers.
0: Where'd everything go wrong? But well, and it's for me, I know both sides of it. It's because I went to, to beatingheim where we are a big budget team and we're trying to win it. And I go there. Yeah. And we just smash everybody. We're deep. We have everybody going. I'm still playing hockey the same way three years later, and we have no budget. We have a small roster with young kids that don't know what's up, and, like, we don't win. And then all of a sudden, they're talking about, like, like what the problems are. And it's like, well, I'm playing yeah. hockey the same way. It's like, I just don't yeah. have the cast around me anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough when like there, we went through a stretch last year. I think we had 17 games in a row where we averaged just under 2.2 goals a game Four, and I was sitting there and I'm looking, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm making some saves over here. We're getting like, we just beat Angers. One of the top teams won nothing. Like I'm feeling good. And then you look back and you're one in 13 in that span. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um when the so the coach that were so I was with the guy for a couple of years, he gets fired. We we had won the championship, he gets fired. Um then the new guy comes in um that had seen me play, was from the town, liked me, kept me around. Then that guy gets fired. The last season I was in Beatingheim, we were 20 games into the season. Um, I had 20 goals in 20 games, and we were in dead last. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: That's just how it goes over there, though. Hey, eh? you can be, you can put up numbers and the team just could be bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. And then it's interesting because the guys that win the championships and are in the finals are the ones that make the more money and go the better places. And it's like, well, there's some players on those other teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're looking at, uh, well, there's uh, Jeremy Williams, a name I remember. He was always. I know who gold. he
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. I played against him in Germany. He even played in Krimichau one year.
1: Oh, shit. Because he was in, I think it was Heilbronn. And we go into there and you look at their roster and they got like hundreds of AHL games on their roster. Williams had a couple NHL games. Then you look at us and like, we're coast guys. (laughs) We got coast guys through and through and we're out there fighting and We actually we had them up. We were up three one on them going into the third, and then they decided they didn't want to lose and put up four in the third period. But you're just out there fighting for your life, trying to keep your team afloat, and it's just no matter what you do, sometimes it's not enough.
0: No, it's that yeah. And it losing can suck, right? It changes your whole day, and then uh, yeah when you're in Germany and you sign up for a team that you know, you're going to lose with, and then you start losing and you're like, I didn't realize how much this was going to all suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: That's where, that's where having that good group of guys makes things just a a little more bearable. Yeah. But then if you you
0: don't have that good group of dudes, it's like, this is so miserable. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. Then there. Um, so anywho, um, Nebraska Oma, they still play in that huge rink that's like the Creighton basketball arena?
1: No, so that was my freshman year. We opened up Baxter Arena, seven thousand nine hundred and ninety-eight seats. It's uh maybe a like a touch too
0: big, but it's about the right size for the city and for the team. Um because that one they were in, I didn't math. really enjoy playing there because it felt like it was empty and uh yeah.
1: It's like it's like playing in wichita it's it's too big of a rink for what a hockey are yeah. west yeah
0: well that's and, good they're not there so, anymore
1: yeah no baxter is and it's like it's right on campus it's absolutely gorgeous i mean it's no ralph Engelstad, but it's got to be in my opinion a top five rink in the country well, for, for college hockey um yeah, there's there's not a lot to dislike about it. It's it's a great setup. The the rink, the room, everything. Uh, we have got a sauna in there, gym. The lounge is nice. Little study room.
0: Isn't it wild what NCAA can afford? Like the money those schools make, and like the shit they can build. And it's like, yeah, it is so much nicer than pro. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll never forget one of the one of the guys a class older than me came back and skated with us in the summer. He's like fuck enjoy your senior year because once you get to pro you do not get treated like this <laughs> yeah
0: no shit it's from everything like, the, from it. everything the equipment to like the oh, equipment okay. what the equipment totally managers shit. budgets are like um yeah the lounges yeah. <laughs> the what want like <laughs> yeah.
1: getting to talk right to the vaughn rep or the bauer rep and getting exactly what you want
0: yeah and then i want this stick curved this way at this flex yeah. it's like yeah we could do that we'll have 30 of them here
1: (laughs) yeah oh you want you want the 1s skinned as the 1x we can do that no problem yeah now you're getting the team sticks that are just two by fours
0: (laughs) brutal okay better keep going you got low battery i heard um so um you go to florida everblade south carolina but then your first year um, which isn't considered your rookie year yet, but you play two games for the Allen Americans, twelve for Wichita, and you also go to Norway for seven games. But that's also yeah. the year all the baloney starts. So that's the year it gets shut down.
1: Yep, that was uh, that was quite the year. Getting uh, was basically in Allen for a month. I was packed up, ready to go. Go actually, I was going to go back to Omaha because it was the only place I really had to to go stay while I was in the States while I waited for a new team. And right after packing everything up, stayed for the Friday night game, the goalie that was playing pulls his groin, he's out. So I end up uh de facto having to become part of the team again. And then how it all works out. Devin Dubnik got hurt. They called up a guy from Iowa, Iowa called up Jake Patterson. And all of a sudden I'm the only goalie we got now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the coast. Yeah, got two games in there. Got traded to Wichita 20 minutes after my second game. Packed up, went to Wichita, and then actually the week of the Super Bowl, I got traded to Greenville. And they were on their all-star break, so we hadn't practiced, had nothing, got to meet a few of the guys for a day, and then got a call asking if I wanted to go to Norway and basically abandoned my car in Greenville and flew to Norway. Is that right? Thankfully, thankfully, my mom had just retired. Uh, she was a superintendent, so she flew down and picked it up. Or else, that during, or else, it would have been one of the worst trips home during COVID, having to fly to Greenville and then have a thirty-six hour drive home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, and it can happen that quick, right? Where they're like, uh, "Do you want to come to Norway?" And you're like, "Yep, <laughs> let's go." Yeah,
1: it was, I
0: was actually I was out for
1: we we're getting tacos and margaritas with uh, with my new teammates. And my agent called me and he goes, do you have your passport on? Yeah. I was like, no, I'm, 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 at a Mexican restaurant. And he's like, you better get that ASAP. So I ended up uh, getting an Uber back to my apartment, sending a picture of my passport. And he goes, yeah, you're going to Norway. Your flight leaves tomorrow at 10 AM. So that was uh that was a fun call to the Greenville you, head coach. Did
0: you get to decide at all or he knew that's what you wanted?
1: Uh, He had, he kind of like, I had told them like, my ultimate goal was to kind of get to Europe and, and kind of get my foot in the door and, and kind of show myself out here because at the end of the day, I wanted to get a couple of years in Europe for sure, depending on my career and kind of see how it goes. And when he said there was a team in Norway offering me more money than I'm making in the coast, it was uh, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision. Like I, I was all in.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. So you go there and only play seven games and then it gets yeah. shut down.
1: Yeah, we we had seven. Basically, it was like a best of seven series of the end of the season. We just had to win four games to make playoffs. We end up going four and three, making playoffs. We were gonna, we were getting prepared to get absolutely stomped by Storehammer in the first round or Stavanger, sorry, in the first round. Stavanger, the Oilers. And, oh yeah, they had way more money.
0: Yeah, they do. To- they came. They came. Oh, I played them in the Continental Cup. And I was with Sundar Yuski in Denmark and they came, we're hosting the tournament and like they had players. They were a good team. Like I, yeah. man, they, they yeah, yeah. They got money.
1: Yeah. And thankfully uh, the day before the series was going to start the Norwegian government called every hockey team and said, you got to send your imports home. We're shutting down the country. And so I didn't have to go get stomped for four games. I got to That's good. pack up, get to go home and see, see my friends and family for a long summer and off season. And uh, unfortunately, I guess I had to spend a little bit of winter in Saskatoon, but by then it kind of warmed up. So it wasn't too bad.
0: And then, so then obviously things were a bit different and everything with going to Europe. So then you end up going back to Wichita then.
1: Yeah. Well, I started, that was when I started back in Greenville, Uh, got COVID quarantined for 10 days, practiced once and then got cut. (laughs) so i uh from lordo yeah
0: (laughs) you were in you were got covid you were in quarantine for 10 days then you came out and practiced once and got cut practiced once
1: uh we had enough players for like two morning skates so i did the second morning skate the next day for the exhibition game uh did the video forum so i videotaped the game up in the press box and then got a call in the morning saying hey can you can you come in t- uh, at eight o'clock or nine o'clock today? Cause we had a team event at 10. He goes, Hey, can you come in at uh, nine for a meeting? And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> One of these days. Eh? <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. It's a cutthroat
0: I- sport. I tell you, especially as a goalie, yeah. man, they're so they're like, yeah, you get in the coast in the HL with goalies. You could, you could be vaulted to the NHL in a few days or, there could be seven more guys show up out of college, and it's like this is yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, we had we had a couple guys on NHL contracts, so I kind of knew the writing was on the wall, but I didn't think they would just cut me after that. But right, yeah. So I spent I actually got to spend sixteen days in Mississippi at my uncle's house and got to golf quite a bit, which was nice. And then and then uh, you end up going got, to Wichita. Yeah, got the call from Wichita, and they're like, "Hey, we see you don't have a team. You want to come play?" us all of the board right away had a and fun you, you went
0: there stuff. and we're on the all rookie team and uh that's got to be a good feeling when Lordo was acting like a punk and <laughs> um but then like that you go there and show everybody what's up and are on the all-rookie team it's like well who's your goalie haha right <laughs>
1: yeah that felt good I mean I was what
0: and uh
1: our starter Mitch Gillum had to get season ending double hip surgery Ugh. which was tough because he was one of my best friends on the team and, and seeing him go through that was like ah oh, shit like yeah is this gonna be his end thankfully he's uh he's still out here playing in Denmark so it's nice to see but uh it opened the door for me and I got to play uh, a ton of games through the stretch there ended up getting injured myself but had kind of cemented myself with my numbers and then my wins to to be on that all rookie team as a second year rookie and that basically gave me that uh that opportunity to come over in Europe.
0: And uh the only guy I'm bringing up cuz it uh, the chocolate world he was part of it. Stefan Fournier came to the shed <laughs> last year when he was in Cardiff and he was <laughs> what he, he, he he's yeah and he was getting crunchies thrown on the ice and he he was earning them. He was mucking it up and oh, he was I there can, for I, a very I, brief period and got a lot of chocolate thrown.
1: <laughs> yeah, that guy uh I'll tell you what, it's the kind of guy that you're pretty happy he's on your side of the ice. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I could see that. I I wouldn't want to play against him.
1: There was, I'll never buy one of my first games back from that injury. We're in Fort Wayne and we're doing the three line warm up, and nobody's coming in to shoot because they're all standing at the red line because Foreign's trying to fight everybody (laughs) on Fort Wayne. It was uh, it was a nice welcome back. Going ah, this is this is what it's like. Still, good to see. Uh,
0: it is good to see when hockey's still hockey and that stuff still oh, goes yeah. on. I think that stuff's great. It's entertainment. Absolutely,
1: it's it's nice. And even we got a guy here, Lauren Yulet, who was on uh, Kansas City both years. I was in Wichita, and every time some one of our D men goes back for the puck, you just see him on the absolute horse, and you're just like, heads
0: up, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they crash oh. the crowd to the boards.
0: <laughs> uh, um, so then yeah you got on the all rookie team you're Wichita so then you do decide to go to SELP. so who sent you to Selb because that was a dumpster fire they were brutal
1: <laughs> that was uh, just my one, my one agent he had just said yeah we got you an opportunity out here um, it's and it Del is an two.
0: opportunity to get over there and the Dell 2 is a good league um,
1: yeah uh, and that's and I do have, uh, I have a little German heritage it turns out that I can't get my passport due to some technicalities on the dates that they left Germany in in the 1800s, but it was kind of that opportunity where maybe I can get that German passport and could change your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that was worth the risk of playing for one of the worst teams in Dell two
0: history, <laughs> um, but they did not get relegated. Good work guys. Nope.
1: Yeah. I was, uh, I was proud of them. I was, I remember, I remember sending in uh, a couple texts to our group chat, just, Telling how pumped I was because it, it was looking rough there for a bit. I don't know right. if they want to. And I'm a
0: big fan, too, because I'm a big fan yeah. of Richard. He was just a young 18-year-old puppy when I played with him. But um, oh, to yeah. see him become a captain and then you want to see him do well and then you see that team stay up and then I get to have a beer in the room the next year, that's oh, hockey. Yeah,
1: yeah that's uh, that's German hockey. They do love their, uh, <laughs> their post-game beers in that league.
0: Yeah, oh, and I excel at those. I'm good at it.
1: Oh, All right. That- a big part of it once you get over here
0: yeah well you gotta enjoy yourselves you're not making millions you're gonna be no. working when hockey's over you're gonna have a job and yeah. work hard uh, when yeah. you're doing it you may as well have fun you know
1: absolutely it's at the end of the day it's still just a game and right sometimes that game goes wrong or sometimes that game goes good either way you got to be able to kind of feel good about it at the end of the day
0: uh, so yeah and it's like everybody knows when they gave her and gave her everything they had right absolutely. And that, then you can go to sleep and be fine it's yeah. like with with this hockey stuff going on minor hockey and uh you know when there'd be nights where i knew what i'd kind of have to do and it's thinking about it and it was like but then when you made all the decisions for the right reasons and for the hockey reasons and for trying to be the best team we can be it's like well then i can sleep tonight you know yeah. Oh, absolutely yeah it's uh yeah, it's
1: uh, it's quite the life.
0: <laughs> it's stressful stuff, though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's guys like Lardo who now doing the coast thing. I bet you he's let so many guys go, like he did with yourself, and like people will be coming in and out of his door. And yeah. it it wouldn't be like what I'm going through right now.
1: No. No, and like I like I don't hold it against them. It wasn't really his choice. He had three guys on NHL, AHL
0: contracts, so it wasn't like makes it pretty simple. You got to take those guys. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got he's got LA and Florida breathing down his neck, saying, "Hey, we're we're sending these guys to you," a- and, and they got to play. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there going, "Well, I'm pretty well, obviously the odd man I Would have liked to stay a little longer, but." A yeah. practice in a morning skate was enough, I guess. <laughs> but he—I mean, he did—he treat like he didn't know when I signed that he was gonna get those guys. So it's not like he right. brought me in just to screw me over. Like he—he he was trying to build his team, and then he gets these excess guys come in. So again, yeah, you, you don't want to.
0: it a lot, that. It'd be a lot. Be a lot to good, manage.
1: Uh, oh, I. I don't envy the coaches that have to make those decisions and have to tell those guys that, because for some of those guys, that's the end of the line. Right. And that's a,
0: that's a heavy conversation. Really would be. And um, yeah, they, they end like the managing of the roster and like injuries and NCAA season's ending or junior hockey's ending. And then you're trying to be the best team you could be, but it's like, well, is there a team here? Because, man, some of those coast teams with the in and out of the doors, it's like, well, you guys aren't a team,
1: <laughs> you know? No, you're a carousel of guys that go on the ice every couple games.
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys go play a game and they call you a team, but, like, you're not a team. You're just <laughs> a bunch of individuals playing professional hockey. Well, yeah. yeah uh, that's, that's what's – is it not nice going to Europe, though, and being part of a team? Like, you're on a team.
1: Yeah, being being a part of a team that kind of, like, Stays a team for the whole year is is nice. Like you don't have to deal with that stress
0: of like. It's like being from Saskatoon or Elmira, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know that. You know that they're not going to kick you out. You you got to leave on your own if you're leaving.
0: Yeah, well, it's just the. Uh, yeah, I found the North American Pro very interesting. How, one day these guys are on your team, then the next day their equipment's just gone, and you're like, "What happened?" And they're like, "Oh, you got traded." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then I like, go, oh, I guess I'll never see you uh, again. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that guy was my best friend for four months. Where are you going? Ah yeah, yeah had another green bill. Ah, okay. Good luck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> smell you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, anyways, you did the Selb thing, which yeah, you got your chance, you're over Where's there, it? then you go to Slovakia, team does well, you do well, played nine playoff games, and then you go to France. Um, and that's just last season. So, on that squad, you got, obviously, the French guys. You got a Belarusian, a Slovenian, Slovakian, one other Canadian, Czech, a handful of Finns, a Latvian, and Slovak coaches. That's that's wild stuff.
1: It was... I mean, everybody on the team, or not everybody, but for the most part, it was a good group of guys, but it's tough when none of them speak good english
0: (laughs) tough to gel right
1: yeah like like i ended up there's a few guys that you end up become like you end up becoming good buddies with because they spoke more english than others but when when you're trying to talk to a guy and you say something and they're looking like the fuck are you saying and they're looking to a quebec guy asking for a translation or they're trying to figure it out and my coach didn't speak any English, so he would. I'd have a good game, and he'd come up, tap me on the pads, and go, good goalie. So, <laughs> you kind of run into things where you don't really know what's going on too much, but it, uh, I mean, shit, Nice is a nice place to live. Our rink was pretty much a dump, but you go into every game, and you battle your ass off trying to get a win for your teammates, and it was a good experience. I'm I'm glad I did it, but I wasn't too keen on looking yeah. into trying to go
0: back. <laughs> Makes sense. Um and then you come to Manchester and man you got a good group of dudes. Everybody I've met around there like you seem like you got a good hockey family to be going into a battle with for this season, right?
1: Yeah, this is uh this is probably that first the first year that I've been a part of a team that kind of feels like Team. like it did when i was in wichita that year i was on the rookie team like i mean steve and then we got a couple other guys that i knew uh like mikey coral i i grew up with him in saskatoon the moose uh, oh yeah good friends mm. with he our houses growing up we're about 10 minute walk from each other serious so I, yeah i've known him for a long time um and then chase harrison i i grew up i went to the u17 tryouts with and and actually, I guess I played with him in South Carolina there as well, and so there's there's some familiar faces for me. And then obviously with Ginner, getting to play against him in Wichita, and, uh, KC, and just kind of having those little connections was huge. But but also
0: similar that- type character guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. You have those guys where not everybody wants to, or not everybody knows they need to put up 40 goals this season. Everybody kind of knows what they have to do for us to win. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of committed to that role really, really well it's It's so nice to be a part of a team where nobody's kind of delusional about why they're here. Right. Everybody knows why they're here. they know what got them here, and they're willing to do that work day in and day out
0: mm-hmm. that's that sounds refreshing, and that sounds how like how teams win. I say it takes everybody to win, but it takes every guy playing what they do and being themselves the best that they can be for the team to win if if your third liner thinks he should be on the first line and he's bitching about this and about that it doesn't work but if your third liner is like this is what you want me to do I will do it to the best of my ability that's how you win
1: absolutely and we we got a good yeah like I said it's it was kind of from day one I got here at like 1230 drove in from, Well, I guess I got here at about 330 after driving in from London and we go out and have a couple of drinks as a team. And by the end of that night, it was like, damn, we got a good group of guys already. Like everybody just kind of game yeah. friends. It's, it's, it's nice to be a part of. It is nice to be
0: a part of. Um, that's what I like about doing this again, though, is it makes me feel oh. part of hockey again. And I get to talk to who I want to talk to. And I know Absolutely. when Ginner, um recruits you, and then um, the other guys he's recruited in the past, I'm like, well, these are my type of guys. And some coaches oh, yeah. don't recruit my type of people. And I know that I'm not for everyone, oh, yeah. but Manchester is recruiting my type of people. And um, now I'm a sponsor of the team and I can't wait to see the chocolate just rain <laughs> down on you. Like, I hope you um, wear your helmet after the game. Cause they're, you're getting <laughs> yeah. smashed with chocolate bars.
1: I'm going to have to go get a Halloween bucket and just skate around trying to catch it. <laughs>
0: Um, no, I think, uh, I think, yeah, you could actually, they could try and throw it in your bucket, right? That'd be fun. Oh yeah.
1: That could Give be fun. Aim for so they're not just hitting me. They can right. get into the bucket or wherever we go.
0: Um, actually I do have uh, one last question though. Cause, uh, director of shed marketing, Jake, um, the, the fan there that yep. he, he, he runs amok in the chocolate world too. Oh, um, yeah. one of his questions was do you ever get scared? Um, when people shoot pucks at you as hard as they do um
1: there's there's times uh we did uh we do juice boy on
0: friday that
1: little shootout where the loser has to buy juice and uh our one guy tyler heinem wound up for a slap shot because he didn't score a few in a row and that was one of those ones where he's at the top of the circle he's winding up and i'm just like i'm standing here and hope if it hits me it hits me but i'm I'm not moving to save it cuz then I'm maybe opening up a spot that's going to hurt pretty bad. So there's some that not necessarily scare me but
0: you're just like, "Oh, I got to eat this." <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a few of and them. And Heineck
0: came on. I believe his favorite chocolate bar was Kit Kats.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Uh, I think someone asked him someone asked him at the uh Indu- or the meet the players thing with all the fans. You got yeah, a few man. Kit Kat guys.
0: Yeah, we're get, we're gonna get into this, and then uh, Santeri um, or Santi, I guess you call him, but he wanted Carl Fager out of Finland, and I know for a fact that people have imported them from Finland <laughs> and are ready to throw them on the ice. So you'll have to try. You'll have to. You'll have I'm, to ask him if you can try it you. when it hits the ice, right?
1: Absolutely, because I like I said, big sweet tooth guy. So when I have an opportunity to
0: try something new, I'm I'm giving it a go. Right. And that's what's fun about playing hockey around the world is you do get to try new shit.
1: Oh yeah, it's some of those German chocolate bars, and even in uh, Slovakia, they had some good uh, some good treats that we don't quite get over in North America. So. You got to, you got to try it when you can. Right.
0: That's right. And, uh, so all you guys got to do now is go out and earn it and, um, Absolutely. it's all going to happen. And then you guys can run amok and just let me know next time we chat. What, what's your favorite next time. Right. And it's this time it's peppermint arrow, right?
1: Yep. Peppermint arrow. That's you the know,
0: one. Maybe we'll get into this finished shit. Right. And I hear you got a couple Norwegians now, so we'll have to see what they got going on around there too. Yeah. we
1: see what Andy gets into that guy's, uh, He's got a bit of a sweet tooth, too. He seems like he likes his treats. so. Oh, we'll have to we'll, get him uh, in the we'll shed, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, He'd be a good guy to get in here.
0: Um, Well, go Storm, right? Nice meeting you.
1: Absolutely. And nice it's, you, it's always
0: uh, refreshing because goalies can be weird. It's nice when uh, <laughs> when the goalie of the team I'm sponsoring is my type of guy. So thanks for being a shit yeah. guy.
1: I appreciate it.
0: And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wenny and Wally.